Miami sun. She won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy, now that's a bust down. Welcome to episode 27 of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I'm back with Donovan, Rashad, Devon, Nap. We got a full house today. Uh, how we got? How we feeling, fellas? Yo, yo, yo. Glad to be feeling here. good, man. Glad to be here. Good to be back. I'm back. Back with the full squad and house. You know, uh, was a crazy weekend, to say the least. Um... First things first, we want to say rest in peace to Kishada Spence. Um, Shadi was a football player from Massachusetts, from Boston, from Roxbury. He played, he is um, Sacred Heart University's all-time leading rusher. He is a friend of the pod. He is one of the kindest souls you would have ever met in your life, and he will truly be missed by all. Rest in peace, Shadi. Rest, in, Rest peace. in peace. Rest in peace. Definitely heavy hearts over the weekend. And condolences to uh, all of his families uh, and, and, of course, um, his friends. Uh, it's definitely been tough to get through um, the last few days. So we're going to take a second to have a moment of silence commemorating uh, Shadi's memory. And uh, But back to some of the news we got uh, for you guys this week. Before we get into that, um, the other week we did NFL trivia. Thanks to everyone who listened to that episode and participated. Uh, if you haven't already heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Let us know how many you got right. Uh, hit us up on the socials. But uh, Donovan won that day. Uh, so he won $50. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky I wasn't yeah, playing. Yeah, we Lucky know. I was hosting. Yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> Yeah, we know. Man, on, no. first this, then family feud for me, man. I'm on my way. Yo, listen. <laughs> Steve Harvey listen, getting older, listen, man. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, Donovan, uh, so where are you uh, sending uh, your 50 bucks to? So uh, I did a little bit of research, picked this local spot out here in Boston, Elizabeth Stonehouse. Um, basically, they're a nonprofit for uh, survivors of domestic violence. Um I definitely just, you know, think we should put that on the forefront, like... Yeah, for sure. Make sure that that's always top of mind for everybody, you know, when you're out here operating however you operate. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. To, to, to remember that there's people out here that, you know, need a little bit more, so... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, especially with COVID, I know COVID resulted in, you like know, more increase. of those... Yeah, prevalent, more prevalence uh, of those issues, but... um. And so definitely always great to, uh, to continue to spread awareness and hold your friends accountable, hold the people around you accountable um, yeah, 100%. as much as you can. Oh, but wait, there is a special guest here today. <laughs> my, <laughs> my bloodline. Not the blood. My, yeah. little, my little brother. <laughs> his, his brother. <laughs> little little brother. <laughs> my little brother, Maddie. Yo, throw him the microphone. We got young yeah. Matthew. Hey, what you got to say, Maddie? Shout out everybody, bro. Yup. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we got. What's the socials? What's the socials? P H A Matthew, you know the vibes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's Not what that. Instagram. Yeah, bro. Okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Appreciate me. you coming through, Maddie. Yeah, yeah the yeah, little Kim head nod going. Y'all ain't. Y'all ain't see it. The video's on the way. By the way. On the oh, way. Yeah, that Stay is, tuned. That is yeah, stay tuned. We have some improvements coming from the Zone Talk podcast. You know, we're just getting soon. better every day. You 1% know, we're just better. We're just putting our best foot forward every day, <laughs> giving everything we got. Everything you got. Everything you got. <laughs> 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 uh, but but yeah, so we got a full house here today, man. Glad everyone is here. The vibes are good. Um, getting into the, some news in the NFL this week. Uh, we came across on Twitter, uh, BR Gridiron tweeted, if Kyler and Lamar switch places, uh, which offense would be more dangerous? Now, Knapp thinks this is a quick conversation, and there's not really a question. And I kind of agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen what uh, 
Lamar Jackson could do with, you know, limited talent around him or less than exceptional talent around him. And I think that even giving him someone like DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, like, especially just, at like just the alone position, I feel like just because like people always critique Lamar as a passer, but like if he had a Reliable. DeAndre Hopkins, like it, there's no doubt in my mind that he'd be getting them the ball. Like he's a quarterback. and he's a quarterback that's not quote-unquote known for his passing so if he has a number one target he'd probably be going to that guy more often than not and i think that would i'm not make that uh make that cardinals team i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna disagree with that but i think um one thing to keep in mind though i mentioned before when we were off right before we started was that um you know they changed up the the play calling in terms of their respective positions right now um Kingsbury calling up the plays as opposed to Greg Roman um the offense coordinator for the Ravens um you know would Lamar have it has have as much success in the passing game um as Kyler with more volume um so that's one thing we don't really we don't necessarily know uh, as far as because Kyler is passing uh way more than than um Lamar in a run first run-heavy offense who have broken um, NFL records as far as, you know, the rushing, um, in terms of rushing, as far as rushing attempts um, over the years. But Um, what do you think? Like, yeah, (laughs) like like the political stuff is nice, but like actually. like, what do you think? (laughs) What do I think? Which Um, which one of you guys? I thought it was a good point. I mean, if you add DeAndre Hopkins, um, uh, simply just adding him within an offense, um, that opens up so so many opportunities for – surrounding guys within that receiving core so again i don't i don't disagree with it um but i mean i i saw what lamar jackson could do with mark ingram as his running back i think like him getting chase edmonds and james connor as like other guys that other just weapons to like yeah. If they want to do read option, if they want to throw the yeah. ball out of the back I, I just i just think like there's it just opens up so much more for lamar yeah. Than it does, I think, for the team. Yeah, I mean, all of these guys, all of these young QBs are developing um, as passers. Um, but as far as the volume, the minimal volume Lamar has had with passing the ball, I'm not saying he can't throw the ball. But um, as far as volume, um, would that same success passing wise translate to what Kyler has been doing as far as the numbers? With the as far as passing stats, again, not saying Lamar. Is you know the, the media wants to say oh Lamar can't throw the ball that's just a stereotype and many other things uh, the narrative will, but that's the narrative exactly um, but don't disagree but um, I think that's just one thing to keep in mind yeah yeah no this is a quick combo <laughs> I mean the the Cardinals offense was already better like they were like at the beginning of this conversation like the Cardinals offense was already better than what the Ravens are putting out and so like you switch the quarterbacks. Obviously, you take into account like the play calling, but aside from that, like I mean, the you Cardinals are going. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, Josh you're, Allen, prime example. Stephon Diggs, throw him in. Yeah, you're you're get, you're <laughs> giving the team a, a, an MVP, like a, a former MVP. So yeah. it's like, and he was MVP at 22. Right. When it, when he was when he was running the ball, however many yeah, times, right. like he wasn't even throwing like that. Yeah, I mean, 36 touchdown passes and six intos. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, I, I'm expecting I'm expecting both of those guys to have good years because I want to see I want to see Kyler in Arizona have some success with like their new pickups and their yeah. uh, them being healthy, you know, having a chance to be healthy. And then I want to see what the Ravens are going to do in a tough division this year. Like, you know, I think Lamar's play is going to have a lot to do with their success this year. Absolutely. Do you think if you switch play callers along with quarterbacks, would that make a difference? That definitely factors in. But, I mean, I would still take Lamar with those pieces. I think the the main thing for me it's is, like – just the talent. Yeah. That's and, I mean. like, mainly I feel like it's the talent at receiver. Like, I mean, Lamar, Lamar's been getting it done throwing it to, like, his primary target being Mark Andrews. Like, And there's also Hollywood, but, like, he's also been – criticized for not being like a number one receiver so if if, uh lamar could get a guy like a deandre hopkins or i mean aj green's like 
he's still like a valuable receiver, I would say. Even him at adding AJ Green to like uh, the Baltimore's, like, um, what would I call for it? For their sake, yeah. For if their, I if you add them into the, that mix yeah. right now, like that yeah. would greatly improve Lamar, like, because yeah. he would be getting AJ Green like seven, eight targets. And the, and then you got the speedsters. You got Rondell Moore, and you got uh, Andy Isabella, who guys who could just take the top off a of defense. And th- that's like kind of <laughs> that's kind of what Lamar <laughs> came. That's what Lamar came from in college. It was like okay. He's going to sauce you up running the ball, and then he's going to just throw the ball as far as he can to one of his receivers. All right, so let's let's switch it up a little bit then. So do you see – do you think the Ravens under Kyler Murray would operate better or worse? Um, and the do way you think the Cardinals we can do as a back half to that question afterward? Do the Cardinals um, operate better or worse with those with Lamar at the helm? So we'll I think they'd the approach Ravens. the game so much different with Kyler as their quarterback than Lamar because – He's so he's known for his throwing ability more than most because of like his baseball background and how much like yeah. he's he's done with his arm, but he still has that Lamar effect where it's like okay he can break and get you a first down at any point or he could break a right. run for forty at any point. So it's like I, th- I think I don't it, know how much the play calling would change, but I think I think you. You might be a little bit more comfortable throwing the ball a couple more times for whatever reason. Yeah, right. Based off for of whatever what, reason, ba- right? Ba- yeah, based yeah. off I'm of think- whatever you've seen, <laughs> I guess yeah, because yeah. you've seen Kyler throw the ball yeah. more, you can. Yeah, see I was just gonna say like they have they have similar skill sets as far as them they're using their feet to to make their money on the ground. Um, but in my mind, Kyler is the better thrower. But they're the they're almost like. The same athlete to me, Lamar's just like five inches taller. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I was gonna say that, like you look at the Ravens, their offense is a bit more predicated towards, you know, a bit more geared towards their quarterback than the Cardinals. So, if Kyler were to switch on the Ravens, how would we see that? How would we like, see him? What do you? Something that comes to mind for me. I understand something that he's saying, like. Something that comes to mind for me, like if Kyler was added to the Ravens offense, I feel like they could expect to ask of him like to be more of like a run threat. Like because the Cardinals, yeah. they utilize that aspect of him, but they don't really ask it of him. Like they'd rather not see him run the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, I was, not, I was, but I mean, I'm even going to argue that because Kyler Murray had how many rushing touchdowns? Yeah, 10. 10 rushing touchdowns. Like th- that's talking about someone. Yes, he doesn't have the, uh, I think, middle of the field stuff. I don't think. Uh, he ru- he he'll have those you know running plays set up for him as much as Lamar would, but they do. You try to utilize him in the red zone for that. They, so I yeah, think- they, they don't ignore the fact that they have an, a dual threat. But um, what I'm saying is like the Ravens' offense, they'll run like like a whole QB sweep. Like I don't see the Cardinals yeah. running QB sweep. Donovan, where were you? Were you asking me? You're about the. I was saying, can you elaborate on that point? Like like what do you mean that it's more focused? On the on the Ravens around Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray on the Cardinals. I mean the the rushing attempts alone, as far as they, I think they they maximize the ability of the of the the playmaking ability of their their quarterback to the fullest, as far as rushing the ball with Lamar. Like we know what he did at Louisville. The rushing highlights are there. So most of their play calling are run plays. So that's what I meant. So by virtue of running the ball specifically, then. Yeah, they're they're utilizing his 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 strengths, which I think him being an athlete overall, like we know he's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. So and he does his thing. All the highlights you see are a lot of the highlights that you see are him running the ball. So I think they try and take full advantage of that, like more so than we know Kyler can run the ball. So, but Arizona is doing less rushing than the Ravens. For perspective, uh, just to look at the number of rushing attempts. So Kyler Murray had 133 rushing attempts in 2020. Lamar Jackson had 159. So definitely more. Um, if you're looking at a per, per game basis, you probably one or what two. What is that like? 20, 23, 26, 26 so more. One or two more rushing attempts a game. Um, it's not like a super drastic difference. What's I the think, differential in rushing yards and I rushing touchdowns? Like if you touchdown? look at like the design plays too, that would like show a little bit more of a contrast. But like. I mean, they definitely both get their money on the ground. Like, that's not a 
a question for me. I just feel like like maybe like I mean, maybe like maybe you could say that. Like I feel like Kyler Murray definitely like he the his ability to throw the ball at times he can be inaccurate. Like let's not yeah. let's not sleep on and that. And let's not forget that Kyler Murray is also five. He's five like ten. Five ten. So if that he's like when we see a lot of these games, he's had passes getting batted down yeah, on multiple sure. occasions, and so has Lamar. Don't get me wrong, but. Are you gonna? What you, let's be realistic. What are we taking? Are we gonna take the six four guy that can do the same thing that the five ten guy can do? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Most times, I think we are. I, I mean, I I don't know if you mean this. What you mean by the same thing? Like, like, like I'm saying, gonna, I say, gonna, I'm sorry. Same, like, same athletic ability, but like, you know, like it's just all preference based on like sure. who you want. Sure. Uh, for a little more perspective, um, so like I said, Kyler had 133 rushing attempts. Lamar had uh, 159. Uh, Kyler ran for 819 yards. Lamar ran for 1,005. Lamar had seven rushing TDs. Kyler had 11, actually, so not 10. But I was – um, didn't mean to cut you off, but I was talking to, to Donovan like a couple weeks ago off the pod, and I had actually – honestly, before before – you know, this even weeks ago, um, I had actually figured that Kyler had more rushing attempts than Lamar, uh, which was a surprise to me because I just thought, like, whenever I turned on the TV, like, the him being – Kyler being utilized in the red zone, mm-hmm. I would say that, that that's probably the case as far as the touchdown yeah. numbers being up there. Yeah, um, yeah, like in the red zone, if you probably if we could get more specific stats in like the red zone, I think you'd probably see the rushing attempts for Kyler's be higher well, than Lamar's. Well, that and we've also seen that the sus- the suspect play calling that the Ravens have yeah. had in the red zone. But I mean, so you got you got to think about like what formation they're lining up in. Like I'm sure they go like five out. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Just, yeah. Or, or like oh, yeah. four out one yeah, guy. They're going, in, like, they're going all spread, bro. and we're gonna say, all right, read yeah. option this whole time. And if you if you can stop all of us, yeah, then no. good luck. Otherwise, <laughs> it's my quarterback who's the best athlete potentially on the field yep. against everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it just seems like they need to trust Lamar more. Throw the ball. The and, weapons, uh, the additions are. I, th- I think we'll see there. it this year, though. I think I think they know that. Uh, and adding Rashad Bateman, um, you know, shoring up the O line, yeah. I, I think we should be able to expect, you know, a, a better performance. Uh, I'd probably, you know, put money on it that he throws the ball better this coming season than he did last year. I think also people forget um, before we take off with this um, that Lamar's MVP season, um, he had one of the best offensive lines um, in the NFL at the time uh, with Marshall Yonda, future Hall of Famer, um, Ronnie Stanley on the left side, and then Orlando Brown, who is a newly, the newly acquired uh, Kansas City Pat- Chief. Oh. So, um, yeah, Orlando Brown's on the, on the Chiefs now. They traded Again? with the Ravens. No, he was never on another team. He started with the Ravens. Which line did the Pats get recently? Trent, Trent Brown. Trent, Trent Brown. Brown. Yeah. Not Orlando. Um, so I think, um, again, alluding to the, the passing, um, Lamar had better passing numbers, his MVP season, but I think it's fair to credit that to the offensive line that he had, um, his, that MVP season, um, as opposed to this year, this past season, not having, having an above average line at best or average at best in my opinion. Um, so I think for, Everything has to, you know, come together as far as the passing game, um, especially I think with Lamar. Like people are gonna easily knock on his his arm, like oh he doesn't have the the arm or whatever. But I mean he didn't have the best offensive line this past season, so I think that's another thing to consider. Yeah, it's definitely something that'll that'll go overlooked, unfortunately for him. But um, yeah, Jamel, quickly before we get into more NFL things, since we're talking about Lamar and Kyler, and we're talking about two guys that were Heisman winners. How do we feel about the potential 2023 move to have 12 college football team playoffs? Um, how do we, how, how do we feel about that as a group? I mean, I think it, I think it's about time. We've that, been asking for it for years. Yeah, I, I think it's about yeah. time, and I think this way there's no bullshit, and 
you know, the best 12 make it in. And, you know, if you're an outlier, you it just wasn't your year at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. at four, anyone can argue that yep. they're That's they why you got teams. At, you know, UCF now, was arguing. They yeah. should have UCF, been, they, come. I, I want to see it now. They were national <laughs> no, champions they, that year. No, that. they made national championship rings. That said, national champions and undefeated. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's actually that. pretty wild. That's yes, pretty great. Right. They got they got crazy. So I want to see it all now. <laughs> I need I to see, see it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because no, they have been. Yo, their program has seriously been like talking up like they're a power five team for the past three years. And I like. But where's it at? I've seen them drop games to suspect teams, and I need to see them play against these these teams that they think they they can compete with. Nah, it's time now. There's no more excuses. Yeah. There's no more excuses. And you know? and like it gives it gives those teams like underdogs and teams that you see going through the season that may drop one game and usually not make it in. Like a team like last year, Coastal Carolina lost their last game of the season or something like that. And they were almost they almost had an undefeated yeah. season like Imagine and just that, with like a, they didn't make it in like, a four like, like with that. the four game playoff, there's just tons of college football teams that like have that success and don't get a chance to really play against the best. And I think twelve that allows like more teams in, but I really felt like you know maybe it could have been eight, like just to like add on a little bit more just from going from four yeah, to twelve. Yeah, I felt I was gonna, my fault to cut you off. Nah, like, I was gonna say twelve. You got in, yeah, I'm, twelve. It just I don't want to hear shit after. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that's that. That's literally like, with what it eight is. or with eight, six. You could you, still say this team, though, yeah, because be there's so many college football yeah, teams. There's bro. so many like divisions and all that. Yeah. So it's like yeah. some, some teams are always gonna slip through um, I me and Devon and Nap uh, before we got on here, we were talking about that, and one of the points that I brought up was um, well, Devon had mentioned that he maybe thought that 12 was a little bit too much and i kind of agreed with it um i think that the as far as the talent within the programs who are who are to be in the in the playoff um i think i was saying how after the the top four teams um you know the drop off in talent because in college football it's kind of like a monopoly of, of recruits on certain teams so yeah um and obviously um the whoever is the college football committee, they're going to do this for entertainment purposes. They want more people to tune in. Um, so I think that in that realm, um, as far as talent, um, will we will football fans get their return on on the, the investment of the expansion? Um, so and I think to speak to that a little bit is because, uh, you know, with the expansion of the potential expansion to 12 teams, they're going to take away a, a few of the bowl games. So, okay. you you know, you're taking away one and giving you the other. I mean, I they don't know. Away, I don't know. I think they're taking away four, they said, yeah. four bowl games. Yeah, so, and obviously they're not, you know, the major, major bowl yeah, games. Yeah, I think but, it's a decent trade-off. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think every fan would like to see some team that's, like, on the bubble or that's undefeated. Yeah, but I was saying off the pod, like, like, it would be cool if they got, like, a March Madness effect in college football, yeah. like, where, like, yeah. the, the tournament was, like, something that, like, most that teams be. could strive to get make it into. Because then once you get there, another thing we were talking about, like, teams upsetting teams. Like, I mean, you see it in college basketball mm -hmm. like, in that tournament. So, I mean, it could happen in football. But from my perspective, I feel like, you know, the good teams, like Alabama's, the Clemson's, those teams, I really don't see them. The whole Ohio State's like, I don't see them dropping the ball to a team like this I don't know why, who might this sneak is why they're in. Doing it, man. I and think that's why um, they're doing that. Yeah, so I don't know if um because there's so much pressure, and at the end of the day, they're like college athletes, and anything can happen. But I just feel like it'd just be wild, yeah, like to just, see some of those upsets and uh, for it to mean so yeah. much, like for. I was I was just gonna say real quick. Ultimately, I think we we all agree that you know we're all excited about the expansion. We get to see, um, I guess more entertainment um as far as the college football uh four teams a lot of people weren't too happy about that but with 12 teams um we did mention the drop off in talent but um as far as i'm not sure yet as far as where these where these games will take place so if oh, bama, if bama and ucf are playing in ohio there's really no home field advantage geographically oh, I, I don't know how saying. that geographically but Ultimately, they're they're not playing in their respective home stadiums, so that's that another in. that can factor into okay. what yeah. we see. I guess the only the only problem I can see is with certain conferences having to play. Like you're if you're in a strong conference, you, those spots are limited almost for you. Because say you're in the SEC, 
you yeah, how many teams get, are going to make you, it out of? You, you mean yeah. to tell you have me like wild cards who's getting like, left out of Bama, LSU, Georgia, you know, Florida, like Florida, yeah, yeah. you know, like which yeah. one of those teams aren't going to make it in? Because yeah. in the grand scheme, we just named five teams that were all in the top like twelve this year. Yeah, so, and it's like if you put them up against you know a team who's you know won their division but doesn't play anyone. It's like that number five team in the SEC could probably wipe them. Exactly. Like to some extent. But, I mean, we're going to find out very quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, who, whoever wins the Mountain West Conference, like, they yeah. got to go up against. Yeah, yeah we got to It'd be like a TC. We're going to see. Nah, gonna see. Not even them. They in Big 12. Oh, damn. So, so they're, they're even still playing good competition. Like, when you're in, like, when you get over there. This one is getting spooky like the Sun Belt Conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to them, though. <laughs> nah, for real. But uh, nah, exciting. Exciting to say the least. Oh, I think we've all been waiting for this. We, yeah. As much as we're a fan of the NFL and of the, the professional level, I can. I think we're, we, I speak for us all when we say we love college football yeah, just as much. Sure. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm lo- looking forward to the college football season as much as the NFL season. I mean, um, it, it's, you know, looking forward to all of it. Football is football, <laughs> man. Football is football. <laughs> I, I'll be watching goddamn – High school, high school football yo, games. Whenever like, I used to scroll get, through the TV and <laughs> throw, like, yeah, modern, modern yo, day you versus St. Thomas Aquinas. I love football, bro. I was driving. I just seen like a random like high school football game, but I seen it was tied up like a minute in the fourth. I was like, bro, if I didn't have somebody to be right now, I would pull over and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Like, it's crazy. Bust the Yui. Football is football, bro. Damn, you just played the hell out of me. You just I, they I, made I, me think you pulled over. What night in you had nothing to do? You just wanted to speak into the mic. (laughs) Just talking because he got a mouth. It's it's hot as hell in here. It's hot. It's hot. Hey, nah, if y'all ain't know, we are in Boston, Massachusetts right now, and it is 95 degrees. It's 8 o'clock at night. Yo, and shout out to y'all on the West Coast and the South going through the heat wave over there because we was just saying, man, y'all ain't even built for it. Y'all ain't even built for the change in the weather like that. So I commend y'all, but you know, it's, it's hot in here. So going on <laughs> to the next thing. <laughs> Definitely hot in here. Uh, but uh, obviously making waves on social media, we had uh, George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson hosting tight end university uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I think it's excellent. I mean, it's amazing to see uh, professionals at the highest level, come together like this i mean you assume all these guys have pretty big egos in the nfl because you know to make it there you had to have an ego to some extent but to see this type of camaraderie um i I think it's amazing for the league um and at that position i mean i'm not too surprised yeah and i was just about to say like (laughs) that's the one position on the field i'd be like ah there ain't no egos at tight end like those dudes tight end and linemen tight end and linemen ain't, ain't ain't got the egos but Tight ends are asked so much to do so much. Yeah. They're asked to do literally you everything block you can. A defensive end and also be able to beat a safety and, on a route. But mm-hmm. no, uh, Greg Olson said it perfectly earlier. He, I, I believe he was quoted saying that we have to do the same shit that a fifteen million dollar left tackle has to do and run routes against the same guy that a fifteen million dollar receiver has to run routes against. So. Like, and they're and going they're to pay, pay us, and seven. they're going to pay them seven million. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, underappreciated position in the league, absolutely. Overused position in the league, absolutely. I don't get this dynamic. I don't get how these teams use tight ends are using tight ends, and the biggest players in fantasy football for us are usually yeah, your you can, tight end players. It could be a game changer. Yeah, you, you get and, a and, and these guys are just super yeah. underappreciated when it comes to uh, monetary value. Yeah, uh, I, I I joked around um, in the group chat a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, was that a receiving tight end today is the equivalent to in the NBA is, is the NBA equivalent to a big man that can shoot and dribble yeah, like a stretch um, four yeah so I think but I think like today it's you funny because those guys those guys without build like usually play tight end in basketball you know what I mean like yeah, it's funny yeah. just to elaborate a little further um you know these guys this is just a way for them to to get that exposure obviously that's what we mentioned before but um, they really want to like you know let everybody know like this is an, an evolving position um, yeah. in in football. 
Um, more teams are looking for guys that can not only block but receive, like the Travis Kelseys, the George Kittles. And, you know, we got a long list of guys who were who were who have attended this retreat. Um, so as far as – They snubbed my man Tebow, bro. As, as far as <laughs> – No, they did Yo. not snub him. I'm just no, he is bro. at home stop, or overweight. But it's every damn tight end in the league. But they was like, nah, Bro, not you. Tebow hasn't played tight end in the league. So, so why, why wouldn't they offer a helping hand? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he yo, probably needed the most. Man. But now. Hey, um, about that part. I, I, <laughs> he probably will, needed the most. He does. But <laughs> it's interesting that, you know, when I hear like old heads talk about football, they always talk about how important the tight end role was when they were playing in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s or whatever oh right and, and you know yeah, what i mean i probably like, the tight end was like, like based on like you, like you go talk to any old head who played football they're gonna say they either played tight end or they played running back they, or fullback fullback sorry <laughs> they never played any other positions when i talk to them. <laughs> those are there too but nah it's so great to see the position come back around and and see these guys being so effective on the field and i think a lot of that can be uh like credited to the rise of like receiving tight ends such as like not only rob gronkowski but like antonio gates guys um, who paved the way uh, <laughs> tony tony gonzalez the all these guys who paved the way so Jeremy that Shockey. the the darren <laughs> wallers Shockey. and the travis kelsey's <laughs> and the george kittles of the world could uh do what they're doing even guys like robert tanyan scoring scoring like 10 touchdowns in a season like you know what i mean we're, it's not often we're getting that from from you know tight end so Word. i'm appreciating it why i see it yeah so. I, was, I was just gonna say a little bit earlier um this for me this has like a like a nfl pa type ordeal to it um as far as like the players getting together and but specifically the tight ends um i think Part of the goal, obviously, these dudes want to be paid. Like, they're doing a lot on the field. Mm -hmm. um, so, hopefully, in the future, the market value of a tight end goes up. That's already um, going up. Yeah, like, they, the that's already they Falcons took I mean, Kyle Pitts. I mean, you exactly. exactly top bro, four pick. That's, that's exactly, yeah. bro. So top that's four. That's what you're like, like, this, like yeah. the type of player he is, like, he's going to be somebody who, like, when we see him in NFL games, like we'll be like, wow, like more teams are gonna try to like emulate what he's doing. They have doing. to, yeah, yeah. They but have like, to because they, like that's so having a player that dynamic in the middle of the field, and then having him be even more dynamic. Where you're like, all right, bro, like you go take the number one corner out on the island, yeah, and work him. Like, Word. like that's a different type of strategy that you can that you can throw into your game. Mm -hmm. Like a different type of wrinkle, man. Like these guys, especially. I love this quote by George Kittle. I'm a big believer, quote, I'm a big believer that you surround yourself with good people, which brings the best out of you. We're sharing our strategies with guys, our mindsets, how you approach the game, all of this for the tight end position to take a step forward. And so, like, I mean, for real, like, it, like that's that's kind of like a different type of attitude, you know? That's like, a, Yeah, because I feel like you would never see that with other positions. That's like, what I'm yeah. saying. But, I, um, no, but the thing is, is, it's dope because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if these guys are sharing ideas because they play the same position. It's not like you, right. you're going out there and now you're giving your secret away to a guy that's got to guard you. Like, no, yeah. he can yeah. go. Word. He can go and tell yeah. his boy that plays linebacker or whatever he wants. That guy still has to step out and guard you right. every play. So, like, I just think it's dope that we got guys stepping out of shells and stepping out of their own egos and like share sharing knowledge and like. Especially to these young guys, these these young players who, like, you see are making positive impacts on the field already. Guys like Darren Waller, imagine what he's doing with this information, soaking it up from a bunch of other guys. Like, yeah, yeah. With that, with that being said, like, I highly encourage you guys, the listeners, to search on YouTube, Titan University. Um, one, you know, we talked about Kyle Pitts earlier and how he's a up and coming Titan. Um, hopefully, um, we want the best for him, obviously. Um, but you see a, a clip of him being coached up by Travis Kelsey at the at the tight end. You yeah, um, you can only retreat. imagine what he's talking. So about. yeah, I, I highly encourage you guys to to again go on YouTube, um, look up you know the the good things that are happening. Um, the gospel, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of good things going on within you know a, a frater another fraternity within the league, which is a fraternity in itself. Um, so I think that that's really cool. Um, you guys get to. You search Google, uh, YouTube, um, you know, uh, what's really going on and get a 
your own visuals and of an idea of you know what's happening for sure and uh definitely super exciting and i hope you know i hope it really has the impact that it intends to and all these guys are able to expand their skill sets and be the dynamic players that you know you have to be at that position to get paid top dollar um obviously change in terms of salary comes slow in the nfl and in a lot of different places but um mm-hmm. you know i'm sure guys like kyle pitts i mean obviously travis kelsey um you know if they given out if Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are giving out free game um you know everybody benefits from it and uh yeah. you know the sharing that information is just super huge wish other positions would do it too uh this wouldn't be bad for other one thing i think of also um because of this like there's such a drop off between like the top tight ends i feel like so if the you know if the bottom level tight ends are still producing like these guys then i feel like that would be something that yeah like if the overall value yeah, can you get, have to pay them more yeah. at that point so yeah definitely gonna they be got, uh, they got the right idea yeah we're keeping an eye on the tight end position this year we'll see uh how effectively um you know they'll be out there on the field and and see how much you know they're put into practice, you know, everything they learned. A whole lot of safety is about to be put on notice. That's a fact. <laughs> a whole lot of safety is about to have to really bring their A game. If they just giving out giving out all the t- uh, the tricks of the trade and shit. Word. Y'all better have some secrets of y'all own. For real. real. <laughs> uh, but up next, we did get some uh, news from the NFL about uh, some of the pro-co- protocol modifications for vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals from uh, the COVID-19. So basically, uh, if you're vaccinated, you can do whatever you want. And if you're unvaccinated, you have to stay in a bubble. Um, Essentially, you have to do testing every day. You got to do the whole thing with the mask, social distancing and everything. And um, it's just interesting. You know, you had a guy like Cole Beasley a couple weeks ago talk about how, you know, I'm not I'm going to live my life. You know, I don't care about, you know, have taking this vaccine and uh, doing that. Like, if they're going to require this, like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm he just said he'd not rather retire. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, his choice. Yeah. He's a grown man. Um, but, you know, how you guys feel about uh, just, you know, the protocols in place right now? You think this is a fair, uh, so to speak? Is it even for us to determine if this is fair? Yeah, I mean, uh, we I mean, don't know. We don't know half the stuff they go through on a day to day basis in an NFL locker room. Right. So it's not fair to, for us to truly speculate. So but we can do we can speculate as fans and saying for me, it's it seems reasonable to ask this. Um, there's a couple things I, I don't agree with. Um, maybe like I don't think that the players should be tested every day. If you're not vaccinated, maybe week, maybe weekly, maybe maybe tw- uh, twice a week or something like that, every few days. But every day just seems like a bit too much. And um, I mean, these guys are going to be around each other all year, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much you can control who's vaccinated, who's not, and the yeah. space that's going to be shared. I think so um, one, with this, go ahead, Devon. One thing I'm noticing is so fully vaccinated players may interact with vaccinated family and friends during team travel. Not fully vaccinated players may not leave team hotel to eat in restaurants, may not interact with anyone outside of the team traveling party during team travel, bro. So you're going to try to tell NFL players that, you know, they're going wherever they're going. I mean, it's a business trip, but they can't go outside to, like, get some food. Like, they're not going to regulate that, bro. Like. If someone's got to regulate it, you can make all the rules. They like try to regulate listen, it. Listen. And like, are they going to be fining dudes? Like, how seriously are they going to take it? Like, I'm sure they would probably find them. Yeah. The NFL <laughs> is just like, yo, we're not saying that you got to get the vaccine. Yep. But yeah. Like, but yeah. If you do, you should probably yeah. go get that vaccine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's um, I think the regulations are just manipulated so that these guys are getting the vaccine. Obviously, there. I think it's being quite frankly, I think it's being forced on them. Yeah. Um, and what I was gonna say. Was that um, when we when we talk about this, we're you digging more into the the personal decisions of the these guys. Yeah. Um, some guys may not feel comfortable getting vaccinated for whatever personal reasons, um, as we all do, um, whether or not we choose to get vaccinated. Um, but if we're looking at it from a football standpoint, um, the game being played. Um, what will we see as far as how these teams are going to be impacted how of certain guys um, 
whether they're choosing not to be vaccinated or not following certain rules. Um, so I think for if I were to guess, like though those teams with less guys who are the team with the least vaccinated players, um, they're probably more likely to have certain sanctions sanctions um, incurred on onto them. Um, so. I think when you look at it from that way, um, it's kind of, I'm sure it's annoying for the guys who want to make their own personal decisions. Um, so from a football standpoint, um, we will see, I think we will see uh, certain teams being impacted one way or another. Yeah, I, I would hope that if you're not, like even if you weren't vaccinated, you would just abide by the rules. Like, in ju- like. I mean, unless you're going to quit and retire, like, I mean, I don't see too many ways around this. Like, it just looks like this is pretty stringent. This is something they're going to stick to. And, you know, if that is the case, um, is it even worth it to make such a fuss about, uh, you know, wearing a mask and things like that? If you're not vaccinated, not saying you have to get the vaccine or anything, but, you know, is this really going to, are these rules really going to be a hindrance to players to be able to kind of be able to play football and get out there on Sundays. Um, like, I just wonder how many players are going to oppose this. I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see, like, players opposing this. Like, the vaccinated players may eat in cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals. But if you're not, players must be physically distanced in meal room, may not eat with teammates. Like, what? What, what, were, they, what were they doing before? Like, they would... I, I would assume this is what they were doing before. Before COVID? No, as during when, COVID. During oh, this past yeah, season, yeah. I would assume that this not fully vaccinated column is status yeah. quo. That's what they was doing anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think they made it any more, like, more difficult now that more people are vaccinated. That yeah. doesn't make sense. I just think the problem is with, like, interacting with, like, I guess with family and stuff like that. Like, if, if there's going to be, like, a limitation on, on that with, um, like, if your family members aren't vaccinated, like, yeah, if my wife that, chooses like, not to get vaccinated, yeah, like I can't, I can't. I'm like, going home. That's my, a whole. To that's my a, baby. That's <laughs> a whole. Gro- that's a whole grown woman that I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I can see how it get complicated. The in, I think another interesting one: no social media for if you're not fully vaccinated. No social media marketing or sponsorship activities performed. Wow, if you're fully they're really trying to just hit them in the pocket. No restrictions on social media marketing and sponsorship opportunities. I don't even think all of those things have to be done in person necessarily. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot Most, of that shit you could partake in just on social media. By themselves. And, and they, they just literally be taking videos of themselves in their backyards. Yeah. Like, so, like, you're going to tell me I can't? Nah, bro. Honestly, like, I really just empathize, like, with the players. Like, I can't imagine, like, how many guys are just, like, pissed off. Like, bro. They, they just, like, <laughs> and these are like, these are reasons why people don't like Roger Goodell. Like, he he, he puts stupid shit into place like this. Like, yeah, we have oh, yeah different topics or certain rules within the NFL that many, especially today in the society that we live in today, certain things are more accepting and you know a lot of more information is is being put out there about certain things are not as harmful as they would be um but i think again i empathize with with those the guys who want to have their own decisions to make um but you know hopefully we get a season where there are um you know not many guys being having certain things imposed on them um, as far as like fines and suspensions stuff like that and teams are able to have their their roster at um full strength yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. It'll definitely impact some teams, some players. Um, you know, just gonna stick with what they know, and uh, you know, hey, uh, it's your choice. Um, but it's tough. It looks like if you want to get on the field, you gotta get vaccinated for the most part. Um, if you want to stay on the field, I should say. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you updated with anything that happens with the COVID protocols. Any guys that end up speaking out about this, I'm sure we'll have a few of those people coming soon. Um, but up next, we wanted to. Uh, just big shout out to Demarius Thomas. He retired from the NFL uh, after 11 seasons. Uh, he finished with 724 receptions, uh, 9,763 yards, and 63 touchdowns. Uh, great career. He's got a Super Bowl win. Uh, Peyton Manning was his number one receiver, and um, you know was an exceptional receiver in his prime. One of the best in the league for sure. 
Shout out to Demarius Thomas. You're a punk for not getting those 237 yards to that 10K. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, that we don't even that. make sense. We need that, big bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, he really could have retired like, like week, like, yeah, yeah, week, week five. Week, ah, pulled Devontae like, Davis. Just assuming, like, you say you get like 50 yards a game next year. You know year, what I like, mean? That's all it would take. All like, we needed was the 10K, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, we, Think we, about how like exhausted he must be to be like that close nah, and be yeah, like, Nah, yeah, he nah. definitely knows that he's that yeah, close absolutely. and still don't even want. He's like, He's like, honestly, bro, fuck it. Yeah, that's crazy to me like yeah. that that just shows i mean 11 seasons in the nfl is not like something that many people do so that's definitely worth an applause so yeah, yeah. he put in his time yeah, yeah absolutely and yeah. he got a ring man and got rewarded for his time ring, as well I, th- I believe he was all pro a couple times yeah that's a complete you know like career you talk about you know you got your personal accolades you got the super bowl ring Big you, moments, you got longevity. You got big plays, such as the, the Tebow throw um, then, against uh, Pittsburgh. And then his his mother isn't his mother the one who's um. Wait, she was in prison while he um, yeah, first started. Yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. He overcame a lot. Yeah. yeah, he overcame a lot throughout his career. So definitely, man, to see people come from the bottom and Shout make a, an you. illustrious career and be able to finish eleven strong seasons in the NFL. Shout out to you. Yep. Yeah, his mom was in prison for 16 years before finally being able to see him play. Yeah. Um, and so, can only imagine the type of motivation he had throughout <laughs> his career. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a, you turn into a different beast yeah, <laughs> at that point. Um, but we get towards the end of the pod. One thing we wanted to uh, bring up, uh, we were looking at Marlon Humphrey on Twitter. Thought he made a great point about athletes in general, not just football players, but in general. Uh, He said, quote, it's great seeing how athletes have changed from 10-plus years ago. We used to see guys buying their family huge mansions that you end up having to sell years later to now buying them reasonable houses. Moving smarter. Yeah, another, real quick, another video for our listeners to look up. um, Broke, 30 for 30, I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, which basically sums up this tweet. about professional athletes who have had their financial struggles or mismanagement of of financing um, the money that they've made through these sports. Um, So, yeah. I don't even think it's that deep. Shit's just expensive. (laughs) 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 You really start looking at the numbers, it's like, bro, this is 10K? (laughs) Seeing what you gain, you barely getting nothing? Like, nah, shit's just expensive, bro, but... And um, I think uh, what's also notable, um, I believe the pay structure uh, for the NFL has changed as well. Uh, So NFL player salaries are paid over 36 weeks uh, before they were paid over the 17 weeks during the season. And so just helping guys being able to budget their money better, um, getting paid over that many weeks, you know, when you're not in season and uh, being able to have that reliable source of income. and then so I mean that's almost double the the amount of paychecks like you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, that they would be used exactly. to getting but um, it might be you know half but it is what it is like now ste- you're getting steadier paid out money of steady yeah, yeah definitely like, steadier and it's like I mean you got less money on hand you ain't gonna go as crazy I, yeah, I would assume yeah look very, like you got uh, that yeah, mean that point. means you're getting paid for three more months and by that the next by the next three months you should be going into yeah. all, like getting ready for the regular season and off season whatever. For sure, and uh, it's, it's just glad to see because uh, I think he makes a great point. A lot of guys um, are, are just being a lot smarter. You know, I, the one thing I hear a lot from players is, um, nah, you know, I only spend my sponsorship money. or I, I love hearing or, that. Or, you know, I save my entire salary. I only spend my sponsorship money. I'm like, yeah, that's a bag. Because yeah. you, first of all, them sponsorships pay. Yeah, <laughs> so it's I not think like, Gronk was one of the first people I heard yeah. say that he 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 still has never touched an NFL Gronk, track. I think uh, Alvin Kamara as well is another mm-hmm. guy uh, yeah. who said that. But it's definitely something. That, I mean, and you know, it's like, I mean, I hope they're passing along that game as well, like financially, like how to last in the league, how to like make sure that your family's good, but you're not, you know, just throwing money, you know, willy nilly all over the place. Uh, yeah. So it's nice to be able to. <laughs> Just see that financial literacy um, throughout the NFL just growing and growing each year. Yeah, we hot, my boy. Absolutely. We hot. We hot. But it's hot here. <laughs> yeah, yo. We, we sweating through our shirts. Yeah, I'm drenched in um, sweat right You would have thought <laughs> we just played a full seven on seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. 
Uh, that is all for the, this episode <laughs> of the Zone Talk podcast. On that AC, Zone my Talk, boy. Zone Talk, Zone Talk. We'll and catch the y'all AC next will week. be coming on. We'll be a little bit cooler at that point. <laughs> Peace. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is anywhere a little bit of dope. So as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go. Yeah, never mind them rookies, baby. Come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah. Leave them at the door. I know what your spots like. I've been there before. I left my main hoe, now my side, my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Eh. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to prosper. Kill these niggas, bite me hard. I feel like holy field, these niggas flex. Too hard, they care about hoes for real. Uh, top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed.